This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. How are you surviving this uh, whole crazy coronavirus? Let me tell you a few ways I am, and I want to introduce you to our guest, and it involves her. So let's go ahead and bring in Gina Fontanella. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're talking to Gina in (laughs) California, and uh, here we are in Texas. So um, let me just say welcome to the show, first of all, and let me tell our viewers uh, some of the ways that you're helping us through coronavirus. If that's okay with all you. All right, go ahead. All right. I would love that. Okay. Well, one, first of all, we have to find some television and some different things, you know, to watch. I think that's okay. I think mm-hmm. God's okay with that. So we were watching American Idol one night early early this season, and uh, we recognized an, a name and a, a singer, and we're like, what? We just went nuts <laughs> and crazy, and it was Gina Fontanella. And then we just watched her slay. So week by week, we would just tune in. And then some of those nights, Gina, like we're expecting you to be on, whether it's the Hollywood round or whether what, whatever the case. And, and then like a show would come and go and you weren't on. And we would be like, what? No, that's terrible. <laughs> and so, all right. And then in addition to that, and we'll get to this a little bit later, she's been doing uh, Corona Oki, which is awesome. She came mm-hmm. up with that, I think. And uh, every night, this girl, who's working harder than Gina Fontanella right now? Because every night she's singing live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Every night. I don't know how you do it. And I remember earlier this year. How do you do it? Tell us. Where's this Sometimes energy I think come I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it, it kind of just stemmed from I knew people were stuck in their homes. Yeah, And, you know, there's a lot of people that are stuck in their homes by themselves. And I was like, well, how can I just make people feel like there's some human interaction, you yeah. know? And uh, so I came up with Karaoke and, yeah, I do it every every day at, at 4 o'clock uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. So it would yeah. be like 6 o'clock yep. uh, your guys' time. It and, sure is. Uh, and, then, and then I moved to um, YouTube and Instagram at 4.30. So, yeah, wow. it's... it's it's definitely a lot, especially if I have any extra singing that day. Oh I am like pretty much spent. Like if I have to do, uh, you know, track some vocals or or even lead worship, it's like, good lord, I am exhausted. So Seriously. I've had to take a couple days off just for vocal rest, but um, for the most part, I do it every day. I'm actually really glad to hear that you've taken a couple of days off because I haven't noticed one day off and we get the little (laughs) notifications and everything. So um, I'm really glad to hear that you've taken a day or two off because that is so much. You're just kind of a girl that goes all in, it seems like. Yes, I'm based. I am not um, half in, half out kind of person. (laughs) I'm either giving it a hundred or a thousand percent or I'm not about it at all. I'm a very <laughs> hot or cold. <laughs> and and that's usually what happens when people meet me too. They're either hot or cold about me. <laughs> so You're kidding me. What? Out that way. No, I, I don't believe you. There's no way people don't just all love Gina Fontanella. I don't believe it. What? What are you talking about? No way. I'm serious. I'm, I'm a very like, like high energy, yeah. like, very straightforward kind of person and like either 
people love that about me or they're like, so most of the time people will come around if they get to know me long enough. But sometimes I'm, I'm not the initial person that, that people love all the time. That is hard for me to believe. Did this? Um... I'm just a little, little too honest, I think. All right. Give me an example where you feel like you've been a little bit too honest and then, you know, someone got their their feelings hurt or whatever. What, yeah. Like, what would you say? And or it usually, what's funny is, it, it, for the most part, um, it comes from such a good place because I want people to be the best that they can be. Mm. And cool. I know sometimes we like, and I, I do this myself, we like to tell ourselves these little lies to make us feel better about, you know, what we've been doing or why we haven't done what we know what we want to do or supposed to do. Okay. And Interesting. This, actually, this actually happens on American Idol. Um, yeah. Huh. And the person now adores me. But originally when I said this to them, they were so <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I cannot wait. Days three days for them to like re-like me. Um, and we were talking about the music industry and she was asking me about things that I had done. And I said, yeah, I said, you know, I used to tour full time and play 120 shows a year, travel nine months out of the year. And, and that was my full thing until I moved back to LA. Yeah. And, uh, she was like, wow, well, how did you do that? And, and I usually try to not go down that road with people because, it, it just, I don't think people realize how much work has to go into it. And yeah. then they realize that they weren't doing that work. Oh, so, yeah. So then she's asking me all these questions and I'm trying to get off the topic because I know the road <laughs> that we were going to go down. You know, and, you're coming uh, to honesty central. <laughs> I already knew it was going to happen. And uh, so she kept asking me questions and I was like, yeah, you know, like this is what you have to do to do that. And then she kept coming up with an excuse and excuse. And I said, yeah, it's a very hard industry, you know, whatever kept <laughs> trying to get us off the topic. <laughs> you and, tried. Uh, and finally she was like, well, I just can't seem to get a show in LA. And she's from LA and she's like one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life. There's no reason oh. why she shouldn't be able to get a show in LA. Absolutely no reason at all. Okay. It's just simply because you need to, constantly email people okay it's just the that's what you have to do and you can't be discouraged that somebody didn't email you back or somebody said no the first time yeah you come back again and you got to ask them again and so i said yeah well you got to email those people a lot because a lot of times they're getting hundreds of emails a day so they won't even see yours yeah um and she's like yeah well like i've messaged them once or twice and then i I just felt I just felt in my spirit I needed to say something okay. because yeah. there had been so many excuses and I just looked at her and I was like, You gotta want it. Wow. Yeah. And that was just not she did not like that. I just I just told her, I said, You're one of the most talented people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. Like I've I've met very few singers that can sing as well as you. And that's coming like I feel like I'm a good singer. You're like, a great singer. You know, and I was like, You're one of the most talented people I've ever met. There is no reason why you wouldn't be able to get a show in L.A. Yeah. And the only reason why that I can see is that you haven't given enough effort. And there's always going to be somebody that outworks you. Yeah. Like, really, in this industry, it's like 10% about talent. Wow. So I said, you you have the talent, and you're one of the most talented people, but you got to put in the work. And yeah. she just she did not like that. <laughs> 
She did not not like that. So um, sometimes, did, sometimes yeah. my, my mouth can get me in trouble. Yeah, but you <laughs> said in that case, like you were trying to like you you could see the road it was going down, and you tried to like shift the conversation because you knew it was going to wind up being unpleasant. But at a certain point, you felt like in your spirit, like. Oh man, this is going to be hard, but this is something you felt like you had to say. It sounds like, yes, it, you know, it just got to the point where I had to say it. And again, like I, I know honesty is not the best policy in every scenario. Sometimes you just have to zip the lip. Yeah. But uh, you know, she just she just kept going down the path, and I was like, "Look, girl, like I want you to be successful <laughs> in this industry because I think you're so talented, and yeah. I want you to do great things. But I can tell right now." that you think it's going to be handed to you just because you're talented. And that is so not the case in the industry. If that was the case, I'd be selling out Staples Center by, by now. Right. You know, and it's, it's just not. There's so many other people that don't sing as well as you, that aren't as talented as you, and they go significantly further than you, you know? Yeah. So... So when she came around, did she did she come back and say, you know, Gina, I think you're right, or did she just kind of soften up, you know? <laughs> no, she just softened up. Okay. She didn't. She never came back and, <laughs> and and said anything else. And maybe she will. You know, I have I've have had people like uh, like later, like years later, be like, you said that to me, and I was so pissed, <laughs> and and I sat on it for like months. Yeah. And then I realized you were right. And I changed what I was doing, and now I'm doing what I wanted or should be doing. Wow. So there are moments where it comes full circle. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. But um, <laughs> hopefully for her it does, because I really want to see her it's successful in music. I, like, that's where it stems from for me. Like, right, right. I'm like, you're just too talented. Like, to, like I just can't allow myself to let you think that your talent is going to, like, do all these crazy things for you. Like it does to a certain extent, but there's a limit and, and really it's just about perseverance. Right. And I just want you to, I want to see you be something in the music industry. And it's like, I couldn't, I was like, I just can't allow myself to let her think that anymore. You right. know? Right. So, wow. Well, I love also, I love your heart though. It wasn't that you were just saying, yeah, you're not honey, you're not working. You're not hustling. I mean, you were saying it's because I mean, you have this talent. But you need to do the work. You need to do the hustle, too, it sounds like. So that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Literally probably half your audience probably stopped listening now because they're like, this girl's a jerk. <laughs> I don't think so. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That is really funny. All right. Well, um, I'll, I'll come back around if we get a chance, and I'll say, you know, on days that are hard, what do you have to tell yourself since you're an honest person? But – Obviously, yeah. this thing does take a lot of perseverance. So you can either answer mm -hmm. that now or we can come back to it because I do want to get into American Idol. Your preference, which one? Do you want to answer that? Uh, yeah, let's come back to it because okay. that, that'll give me a chance to really like nail down an answer because there's a few things. Oh, man. All right. Awesome. All right. We'll come back mm -hmm. around and uh, we'll we'll see what you have to say. So, Chris, you can point at me if I forget to ask because I know she's going to have a great answer for it. Um, <laughs> all right. I would love for you to walk us through some of the American Idol experience, even though, you know, obviously we were disappointed. And I mean, we're yelling at the TV and it's <laughs> we, we don't even I mean, really know you and we're upset. So I don't know what it's like for you to go through. And I know it probably feels still uh, still fresh, even though it was a while ago. So can you yeah. um, just tell us 
Tell us some about your experience on American Idol. I know you enjoyed the yeah. people you worked with. What can you tell us? So, you know, American Idol was very interesting. I had had the opportunity to be a part of the season, um, and it, it didn't really it didn't really work out. I was too busy at the time, and I just was like, I don't have the time to go in and audition and and do that. Um, and then it, it, it weirdly enough came back around. Yeah. And I got the opportunity again for this season, and I kind of was like, you know what? Uh, like, it's happened twice now. The yeah. universe has spoken. Yeah. Let me, you know what? I need to pursue this. So I went through. I had two days to get all of my songs together. Wow. Because um, I found out on a Thursday, and um, they had me audition on a Saturday. Dang. I had to get there at 6 in the morning. And in the middle of all of that, I was doing a thing called 30 and 30, where I was playing 30 shows in 30 days. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. Yes. You are a hardworking uh, singer, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I in so in the middle of all these 30 shows in 30 days, I'm now having to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning to get to work, uh, auditioning for American Idol. Yeah. I get to see the judges. I had decided that I was going to do an original song. Oh, yeah. Um. And it was so weird because I I know so many people who know Katy Perry. Um, really, I don't I don't know if you ever met my uncle Kevin or um, at ORU. I don't. I don't think I, don't I, I did. You... I think there was okay. a couple of years maybe separation. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I did. Th- he he's like five years older than okay. my mom, so okay. he probably would have already been graduated. Um, yeah. I know they lived in Oklahoma for a bit, but okay. Anyways. Um, so my, my uncle Kevin's best friend from ORU is basically like Katy Perry's like pastor. Oh, wow. So I know like all these like random people that are just like heavily connected to her, but yeah. have never been connected to her. So it was a really weird moment, like going in there yeah. and being like, okay, I've watched you my entire life from like Christian music, Katy Perry, all the way to like now. Yeah. And then I know so many people who know you, like my, basically my grandpa baptized her. Like it's just like random, wow. just random things yeah. that, that have had me connected to her. So I get in there, and literally the only thing in my mind is, is like, just chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's another person, right. <laughs> like just like you. I know you listen to all her music, you love her stuff, like, but take a chill pill. So I am like <laughs> trying so hard just to be cool. Like yeah. at this point, like it's it's ridiculous. So. <laughs> And also what's, what's weird about it, too, is, you know, this is TV, right? So right. to make yourself look normal on TV, yeah. you don't look normal in real life. So oh. when you walk in there, they have so much TV makeup on. You're like, are these dolls? Like you couldn't <laughs> even. It was like this weird, like, thing going on where you're like, wait a second. Is, are you guys actually the real people and the real celebrities that I know you to be? Or is this like. Am I at the wax museum? Like, because they just have so much TV makeup on, you couldn't even tell. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so anyways, I go in there. I I say my little tidbit. Me and Katy Perry have a moment about, (laughs) like, Christian music and and her being at Spirit West Coast. Oh, yeah. And and all these these different things. They only showed a tidbit of it, but it was was probably a good 10-minute conversation. Stop it right now. What? yeah, it was like a good like 10, 10, 12 minute conversation of us talking about how there's huge celebrities in Christian music and Lionel and Luke 
like don't even know who they are. Oh, and wow. we just went on and on about it. We were just talking about like, yeah, like these people are like famous. Like people would stop them on the street and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Israel Hooten or Darlene Check, I can't believe you're here. Like, you know, people would freak out. Right, right. And yeah. uh, so anyway, so we, so we had that and she was wow. like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to sing for us? And, I'm, and then, and then it kind of shows from their TV shows, you know, I played my song um, called Don't Want You Back. I got them to sing it with me. Katy Perry sang a harmony. Come and I on. almost just about fell over when she sang a harmony. I was like, oh my God, just keep singing. Just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't even realize that, you know, don't even look at her. Golly. Okay, wait, I just got to say something. Catch your breath for a second. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, I watched American Idol from the beginning and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember if near the end, you know, if we took a season or off or two, I mean, I feel like I watched pretty yeah. much, I'm looking at my wife for confirmation. We, we watched pretty much, I don't know. I'm just, I'm hooked to it. I, I mm-hmm. cannot remember. I, I mean, you don't even have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just saying I never remember an audition where the singer was like, Hey judges, you know, wh- why don't you help me out on this part? What? <laughs> and they did it. Like what kind of guts, does it take – I really – I can't remember. I, I mean, I was just like, this girl, wow. Did you have to yes. think about that, like, or how did you decide, you know what? I mean, I, what? What was going through your mind? I don't I, – honestly, I – so that's the song that I do in my set very consistently. Oh, yeah. Love um, it. And I just – I honestly didn't think anything about it. I didn't even, like – when I was singing it, I didn't even remember that I was – like in a judgment scenario, like wow. with celebrities, it was more just like, this is how I do the song. And this is what everybody loves about the song is they get to sing along because it's so easy to sing along to. Yeah. And I'm, to me, it was just like, I'm putting on a performance just like I would any other show. And it just happens to be three people that are going to decide my fate. <laughs> yeah. But how much fun would it be if they got to sing along? And so wow. I just did it how I normally did it. I didn't. And what's funny is I, <laughs> that happened so long ago that when it aired, I forgot I had done it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had completely forgotten that I'd done it. Cause I was like, man, they're probably not going to air me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I didn't know what they were going to show. And I was like, they're not going to air me. And then they aired it. And I was like, yes, they aired it. And then I realized what I did. I was like, oh, that's why they aired me. Because who does that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Who does that? Like, who has the guts and balls to do that? And I just, I didn't even think that I didn't even remember I did it. Honestly, it was just so, it was so, I think it was just so natural for me. I didn't even really think it through. Right. I think it's incredible. So, I, th- I mean, yeah, I it was, thought it was fun. It was a, definitely a very cool moment in my musical career to have these three huge music celebrities right. sing back a song of mine. It was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it was just it was crazy. And the videos that came out of that, like, I mean, I got like a slew of videos of little kids with their guitars singing, don't want you back. No. Hated, I don't want, like just so many people sending me videos of them singing the song. It was just, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Have you posted that on your YouTube or somewhere? Cause I haven't seen those. I have. I would... I, well, I posted it on my story. So I, I probably oh. should like repost it again. Please do. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was so crazy. It was, it was just, I don't know. It was just a really cool moment. 
It's such a cool moment. And I, I just yeah. think, wow. I mean, I, I am blown away that you did that in, and even weren't even, it just happened. It's just so natural mm-hmm. part of who you are and that confidence that you have, because really, I mean, when you're talking to three superstars like that, I mean, they, who knows how they're going to react, but you just did it and they were singing and having a good time. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was really uh, just amazing. Like I said, if anybody else has done that, I don't remember it. So um, I don't, I don't know if anybody has, but I don't want to toot my own horn. And then yeah. there's a video that like comes out <laughs> of like 18 right. people that have done it. You right, know what I mean? right, so, right. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember anyone that's, that's done it either. So it was, yeah, yeah it was crazy. So, so then I, I went to Hollywood, right? Right, right. The day before I go to Hollywood, Uh-oh. I get so no, sick no. that I cannot speak. Not a not a note is coming out of my mouth. You're kidding. So I end up going to the emergency room. Oh my gosh. They they tell me I have a virus, not the coronavirus. This was before all of that. Yeah. Um and they basically say, Look, we have we have it's a virus, we can't give you anything. All we can give you is some anti inflammatory medication to take down the swelling in your throat so that you can at least think something. Wow. And I was like, okay. So anyways, I get on that and that stuff makes you wired. (laughs) Like so wired. Oh no! You you have to take it early in the morning or you'll be wired and then you can't fall asleep. Yeah. So, and the first day I had to, I had to just take it because I needed to get started on the medication. So I, my sleep schedule. So now I'm like not getting sleep. I'm sick. And, and I don't really have a voice. I was, um, there were so many people to audition. They, they split us the first day up into two days. And um, I was supposed to go on the first day, and I was so sick that they bumped me to the second day. They knew God. you were so sick. I mean, that's how sick you were. They knew it. Mm-hmm. They're like, we better move this girl to day two. And yes. you were still and so I, sick. I told oh them, I was like, I just don't feel comfortable with you guys doing that because I feel like that puts another contestant in a bad position because that means they they basically had to move me yeah to the second day and then move another contestant to the first day and you felt bad about that oh i felt horrible about it because that person that person now has to like yeah they thought they were going to go on the second day and so they're like chilling relaxing trying to get their mind right and then all of a sudden it's like oh sorry psych you're going today yeah it's like what in the world you know and the executive producer was like look i'm i'm the boss so Wow. I'm telling you, you're going the second day. And I was like, okay, well, the boss is telling me. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, well, that's really anyways, cool. Like, that's really cool of you. I just want to say real quick that, I mean, you know, usually in this kind of industry, people are out for number one and there's no number two and there's no number three. It's all about right. me. So I think that's pretty phenomenal when you could have been feeling sorry for yourself. A lot of people would have gone and like begged, please, you know. Right. I, I need to sing. I mean, can you wait till day three, day four, please? But not you. Right. You, man, what a heart. I love that. So that's just my little parentheses. <laughs> all right. That's so nice. It's yeah, true. So anyways, I get through all of that. I sing my first performance. I'm not ever really nervous. Typically, I'm not nervous. Yeah. This is a higher stress scenario. Yeah. And, and I'm sick. Oh, my gosh. So I just like just did not feel confident, my normal confident self. So. Could not tell. Was like Could not tell. C minus. C minus performance. Nope. At best. Nope. Not buying that. I'm C 
serious. I'm serious. No. The only thing that saved me, the only thing that saved you was I hit the high note at the end. And they and they made me sweat it out. You could see in the the first week of uh, the the first Hollywood episode. Yeah, Lionel. You know there was a line of nine of us. Yes, yeah. I was the last person to be chosen in that line. Oh so my gosh! Six of us went through. Yeah. And I was the sixth person he called. Oh, so they man. really made me sweat it out. Uh-huh. They they were like basically telling me, "Look, you need to step it up." <laughs> you think that's what they're and saying? I I think so. Wow. Okay. All right, go on. Yeah. Wow, that's I, I crazy. I think so. Okay. So um, anyways, I get pushed through. Then, as you saw on the show, this year was the first year that they did uh, duets instead of right. Groups. It was like Hunger Games in there. Everybody's <laughs> running around trying to find their partner. Yeah. They're, they're coming up to people and be like, sing. And they're like, ooh, no, I, I don't think we'll work. And then moving on to someone else. Oh my gosh! It was awful. Yeah, and I don't, I don't function well in those environments because I don't, I just don't like making people feel that way. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't want to walk up to somebody and be like, "Oh, yeah, you suck." I'm gonna go with someone else. <laughs> right, right. You know, and I don't like feeling that way. I don't want someone coming up to me and be right. like, "Oh no, you're trash," and then you know, moving on to someone else. Right. So, anyways, by the time I, I basically there were six people left. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta find someone. And it was basically like five, four people that I've never even had a conversation with. And wow. I was like, I don't even want to take the risk. Yeah. One person that I'm like, okay, you're good, but you're really, I, I could tell you're here for comedic relief. Oh gosh. So I could tell, even if you uh-huh. think good the next round, you're probably gonna get cut. So yeah. No. And then there was one girl that I had one conversation with, and I was like, hey, what kind of music do you do? And she's like, I'm a singer-songwriter. And I'm like, that's good enough. <laughs> Let's do it. Wow. Um, and so she and I are going, are, are going back and forth, trying to figure out a song, because they tell us, they basically told us at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, wow. So then they, then they put, bring us back to the hotel. They're like, pick your song. You're all running to this board trying to write your name for the song you want to play. Um because there's a limit to how many people can do the song. Because, you know, the judges right. don't want to hear, you know, uh, I don't know, grenade 15 times in right. one day. Like, right. that's horrible. So yeah. there, there was a limit. I think it was like five or six on each song. So yeah. uh, my partner and I saw grenade, and I was like, I think we can do a really cool arrangement. Cool. And I kind of showed her my arrangement ideas, and she's like, this is awesome. Wow. Um, we come up with the arrangement. We kind of nail it down. You have to go into the vocal coach. Yeah. And um, I, we go into the book coach and he goes, we're singing it. He's like, this, this arrangement is awesome. It's so killer. We're like, cool. And he's like, goes to my partner and goes, I think you're holding back a bit. Let's just work on getting you to just go all out. She goes, okay. So he's working on her with that, working on her with that. And then finally he goes, I think you just need to sit here and say, I am enough. She goes, I am enough. Makes you say it over and over again. Wow. And then, he, and then Dad, now she's sobbing. Oh sobbing, my gosh. Okay. And I'm like, oh my god, this is going to screw us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then he yeah. makes saying, I belong to be here, over and over again. Now she's like uncontrollable. Oh wow. And I'm like, oh no, this is this is this is now going to be the battle. We didn't have a battle before. <laughs> There's no battle. Right. We had it all. Right. Now we have a battle. And it, that was like four in the morning. Oh my gosh! So you know, it's like three thirty in the morning. Call time is five, which 
means when call time's five, that means you have to be TV ready by five o'clock. So that means I'm getting ready at four. What? So I got no sleep. No, not a goose egg on the sleep hours on that day. (laughs) A goose egg. (laughs) And um, we... I, I then I'm, it's then me trying to like be major encourager, which like when I'm super stressed out yeah. and I'm in these high um, stressful scenarios, I go like red. I'm like, we just got to get this done. Yeah. No time for tears. We can cry <laughs> after. Let's just do this and be done with it. You know? Right. Now I have a partner that's oh, not. Right. You know, now she's like an emotional wreck and I have to be like, okay, it's going to be great. <laughs> I have to be the complete opposite of my personality wow. in those scenarios, in those in that scenario, I should say. Yeah. And um, anyway, so the next, I would say, six six hours. Yeah. It's like us just going through like emotional warfare. Oh my gosh! To be like, get her to be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I just gotta let go. I just gotta leave it out all the things. I'm like, yes, whatever. So we go into our performance. Starts out great, um, and uh, there was a part where she was she was flipping from uh, har- uh, harmony to melody. Yeah, and she just spaced, oh, just no. completely spaced for like four bars, and no. I was just dangling like on the harmony by myself. And it's such a short little stint because we were so going back and forth on flipping back and forth. Yeah, that it just it. It wasn't long enough for me to try to recover for her and, like, um, let me hop on the melody. Because I kept thinking, oh, she'll just keep, she'll hop in. Right. She'll hop in. Because it's so, it's just so quick. Yeah. But then after those four bars, I take the melody. And then, and then she hops back in and, and it was great. And we crushed it at the end. And people really liked it, whatever. Yeah. But I think the judges could tell that, that something was off. Yeah. So they end, up, they end up cutting her and keeping me, which is so awkward right you want to be excited that you're going to the next round but then also the person that you've just been in the trenches with for the last 24 hours yeah it just got cut and so you're sad and happy it's like this this weird division within yourself it's horrible wow um wow i get i i get going to the next round okay so 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 the next part is solo round yes yeah and this this time they have a band um, so you could either use the band or not use the band. It was oh, up to you. Yeah. Um, and I see on the list of songs, uh, I want to dance with somebody. I was like, that's my song. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So I come up with this really great arrangement. It's so killer. Oh. And, uh, and you only have a minute and 10 seconds for this round. So very, very short. Right. I mean, like you're, you're not even really getting through. Really, like, you're not going, you can't even get through a verse pre-chorus. It basically has to be a verse and a chorus, and that's it. Yeah. Which is short. Oh, right. So I come up with this really cool arrangement. Yeah. I go to the band director, I show them it, and they're like, oh, but we can't do arrangement. And I was like, uh. What? Well, why not? And they're like, well, you know, and this makes sense. There's 67 of you left. We'd have to do arrangement for each individual person. That's just too much. Oh, my gosh. To do last minute. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, uh, well, how is it arranged? And they show me how it's arranged, and I'm like, that sounds horrible. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, I have to figure out, you know, change my song, or I have to, like, come up with an arrangement on guitar that would do it justice. So I come up with this arrangement. It's taken me now hours. It's now three in the morning again. Yeah. I go back into the room, and I, what I wanted to do is 
for all you musical people out there, I wanted to do the modulation that happens in I Want to Dance with Somebody. Okay. Um, but they're like, we can't, we can't do that. And um, so anyway, so I, end up, I end up just raising it a half step from the original key. So I'm yeah. in between the two keys, kind of. And, um, and wow. I'm just like, I had to stay in this key the whole time because on guitar, it just doesn't really make sense to, to modulate. It's just not, it's awkward. Okay. So anyway, so I end up staying in the same key. I show them what I did. And I said, and they're like, oh, so you're staying in the same key now? And I said, yes. And they're like, well, I think we could have, would you want the band to come in on the chorus? Because originally the way it was arranged was it was just verse and chorus. And I didn't want to do the verse. I thought that that was lame. Yeah. I wanted to do the pre-chorus, which is the like, I need a man to take a trip. Oh, yeah. That part. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's the coolest part of the song. Why wouldn't you guys choose that part? You right. Know? Right. And so I said, what if I said, what about this? What if you let me just on guitar by myself? I I sing the the pre by myself and I'll sing a big note. Yeah. And I will hold that note for as long as I need to hold it and the band comes in Ooh. as they normally would. Yeah, that's cool. And he was like, Yeah, I think I think we can do that. That's really easy. And I was like, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that was like the little snippet that you saw. You yeah. guys, they, the little snippet American Idol showed it. It missed the uh, uh, beginning arrangement that I oh, had. Oh shoot! I had this really tender moment. I almost sang it like a ballad. Wow! Um, and I sang these really cool runs in it. Um, and I sang this one run, and Katie, like on the mic, was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "In my and, you know, and I heard her too, so it was like, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." What? And, uh, Why didn't they show I that? Them, I know. I was so bummed. I was so so bummed. Um, and uh, then I sing the big note, and that's what you, that's what the audience has seen. The, yeah. Me singing this big note, Molly Hot Calls, and sing a big old note, and then the band comes in, and I'm like, woo! And then I and then I go <laughs> off, right? Right, right. Um, I also was the only person of that sang the song that did the um, the Don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance? Don't you want to dance? Because that wasn't in the original arrangement. Everybody else sung the song. Uh, you know, the chorus is yeah. kind of like a double chorus of I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. So I was the only one that had like a crazy, you know, arrangement. Um, cool. And then I was like, man, they should have shown mine. Like that's right. So so, oh my gosh. What I'm planning on doing is I'm, I'm planning on actually, I, I think this would probably release. I think I'm going to release it tomorrow is um, I'm, I'm going to do a redo my arrangement but just on acoustic guitar so that everybody can see what I did. Oh, that'd be um, cool. And I'll release it on YouTube and so people can see, oh, this is what Gina did or, you know, whatever. So. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. So keep walking us through. I love the long story. And I just want to say it's okay. so funny. Like I have my phone really in case you had to get a hold of me. But literally in the middle of this interview, 27 minutes ago, I get a notification that you have something new on YouTube. I'm like, this girl's working so hard. She's doing an interview and she's uploading videos. <laughs> so I don't know when. That's hilarious. Yeah, I got a notification for Gina Cry for the Both of Us 27 minutes ago. Okay. That, that's funny. I did release that, I did release that uh, a few days ago. Oh. But I'm glad that you think I'm multitasking while doing all these things at once. <laughs> It makes me look superhuman. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, so walk us through some more of this uh, amazing journey. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, yeah I want to hear more. I love the good long story, the insights. So yeah, bring it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Just let me know when it's, it's a little too much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so 
you know, I finished that. I feel very good about it. At that point, um, when I had done my solo round, I, I had like 80% of my voice. So I could really do some things. Um, and I could really belt and, and get up into my higher register. Yeah. You know, it kind of it kind of was a development, right? Like the first performance was like a, a C at best. Uh, the second performance was probably like a, a B, B plus. Okay. And then the last performance was like a total A. Like, nice. So I know I ended on a high note. It was, were they going to think that I was good enough for top 40? So yeah. they separate us into three rooms. We're in these rooms for hours. I mean, wow. hours. They're just letting us sweat it out. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I get into my room, and the first, like, I would say, I don't know, five people, five, eight people come in my room, I'm like, I've been cut. <laughs> like, I've definitely been cut. Yeah. You know, because you don't see everybody's performance, and you didn't see, um, they purposefully didn't let anybody see the last performance. Oh. So you had no idea how people ended. You right. know, the only things that you know of are, like, the two performances beforehand that you had heard. Yeah. And, you know, you either saw that or you didn't. So I only saw swatches of people's performances. So the first five people that came in, the performances that I had seen of them, I was like, oh, no, like, they're, <laughs> this performance wasn't that good. And, it, you know, they could have said the same thing about me. They probably only saw my first performance and was like, this girl sucked on her first <laughs> performance. So I'm definitely getting cut, you know? Right, right, funny. Um. But then the next, like, eight people came into the room, and I was like, oh, maybe I haven't been cut. Wow. So I was like, it was it was this weird, yeah. weird, weird thing going on. So we're sitting there for hours, and, you know, we're just all stressed out, to the and stressed out and so exhausted. I mean, at that point, I think I had had, like, 10 hours of sleep within the whole week. Crazy. I mean, I was, like, delirious. So at this yeah. point, I'm just laughing just because I'm so overwhelmed. Right, <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So, anyways, the judges come in and they tell us we're top forty. So we're all freaking out. <laughs> um, Luke comes up to me and he's like, "You know, you're you're a tricky one." He was like, "We never know what you're going to do because that's what they kept telling me throughout the week was every time you get on stage, we have no idea what you're going to do. It's very entertaining." And I was like, "Well, thank God because I don't have a voice. So the only thing I have is element of surprise." You know? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, because wow. they thought I was just going to sing all of I Want to Dance with Somebody, just a really cool acoustic version, because that's kind of what I had done throughout the week. Yeah. They were not expecting me to come in full band and and just, you know, that's do what cool. I did. So, that is cool, yeah. Yeah, so um, I will say, too, like Katy Perry was giving all of us a hug. Katy Perry gives me a hug. She's like, you did so great. And I was like, thank you. And literally the thing that I remember about that moment was, dang, she smelled so good. <laughs> like, I don't know what perfume and she's wearing or whatever. I've tried to figure it out, too. I'm like, I've asked, like, some of the, like, producer people, like, hey, do you know what perfume Katy Perry wears? Because that, she smells so good. That's great. That's <laughs> so, surreal, yeah. So then, you know, we, we move to, they tell us that we're going to Hawaii, top 40, and all of us are going to Hawaii, um, which was crazy. Yeah. And uh, they fly us out to Hawaii. We're staying at the Aulani Hotel, the Disney, you know, hotel resort. Right. Um, what, what kind of space so is it, Gina? Out. Can I ask you real quick? Just, I mean, yeah. so is this like a day later, a week later? When did they fly you to Hawaii? I'm just trying to get a sense it of was, it. It was, um, I'm trying to remember. Okay. It was, it, was a, it was like a month or two later. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um 
All right, so yeah, it's all so they, decked they, out, you were saying. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so they, they fly us out. Okay. Um, at this point, I, I had known what song I was going to do, and then I was convinced not to do it. So I at this point, I what? am like... I am not. I haven't decided what song I'm going to do, and I'm like literally on the flight to Hawaii. I'm like, I don't going to do. I have all these options, but like, I don't know which one I should do. And um, okay, wait, 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 wait. Time out. I need a little bit more backstory. You were convinced, like, you have a very you know strong sense of who you are. I, I it yes. comes through. Um, so, how were you convinced? You had one song in mind, and who would convince you? Oh, maybe something so, different, or what? You're you're constantly like in interaction with um, like the producers, and they're giving you feedback on you know what each performance is going to be like, right? So they're okay. like, this performance is this, and this performance is that, right? So for okay. Hawaii, the criteria was it's a high energy show, yeah, high energy. Yeah, so they were like, we want a big performance. So I was I was wanting to do Chandelier. By Sia, oh. had a really dope arrangement of Chandelier. It was going to be really, really cool. Yeah, and um, oh. they were like, "Okay," they were like, "Okay, well, you know, just as a background on that song, there's always somebody that does it, and they crash and burn." And I was like, "Well, that doesn't mean that I'm going to crash and burn." Like, absolutely, maybe right. I'll be I'll be the one person that does this song that doesn't crash and burn. You know what I mean? And maybe right. that'll make me stick out. Right. Um. And they were like, okay, but just make sure that it's, like, high energy. So it just made me really second-guess myself. It really made me be like, okay, well, is it high energy? Is it not? Like, it's a big song. It is high energy, but it's just tempo-wise. It's mid-tempo. It's not not a fast-tempo song. Right. So, you know, you're not going to find people, like, clapping and stuff. Right. Um, So I was like, it just really made me second-guess it. I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. And Boy, that's hard. Whatever. So I ended, I ended up I ended up going with Finesse by Bruno Mars. Right. Like, okay, I can come up with a cool arrangement for this. I can really, like, perform the crap out of it. It was yeah. a song that, like, if I wanted to throw a cover song into my set just to get the people going, I would totally do this song. Yeah. So anyway, so I ended up going that route. And so, anyways, I come up with this arrangement for Finesse. I really, honestly, it, I came up with it all within two days. Like, yeah. it was, like, fast track you know, yeah. come up with everything, uh, the performance aspect, but like it, the whole package thing. Yeah. So by the time I, by the time I get to my actual performance, I, I feel pretty good. Like I've, I've, again, I've been in the industry so long. I can get together an arrangement very fast, wow. very, very fast, especially with, with how amazing of a band that we had. Okay. I mean, Chris Pooley, who's the director of that band, everybody in, in that whole group, is just so killer, so on point. I mean, they just yeah. make they made my job so much easier because they were just so quick and so fast. It's like I didn't have to worry about anything. So right. So, anyways, I go out there, I do my performance. Uh, In my opinion, I put on a crazy awesome performance. Absolutely. Uh, in our opinion, too. Let us just step in, and because I've got my <laughs> wife, she's not on microphone, but she's nodding her head. Um, you <laughs> you crushed it. And we didn't even know some of the backstory you're probably about to explain until we saw you um, on your YouTube channel from a week mm-hmm. ago. But my gosh, no, you crushed it. That that dance step too. Dang. Thank you. Oh Thank my you. gosh. Oh, all right. Go ahead. It, you did. That's not a matter of opinion. That's a fact. So you I just it. I just was 
like my goal was, look, yeah. it's about the audience. It's about putting on a show. I honestly, in the performance, when I walked off the stage, I was like, oh my God, I didn't look at the judges once. Yeah. Like I told, I didn't even that's know cool. what their faces were like. I was like, my focus was just the audience. Cause that's in a normal yeah. show. Yeah. Right. That's what it's about. And so, um, I'm walking off the stage, literally the whole audience starts chanting my name. Wow. They're like, Gina, Gina. Like, I'm wow. the only artist that they did that for. Yeah. The only artist. If I, if, which again, I'm, I'm having to remember correctly. That was a while ago. But right. I'm pretty sure there was, there was one girl that, um, Laura Massetti, that they chanted her name before she went on stage. Oh, okay. And it was funny because she was like, I'm pretty sure my Nana... <laughs> started that that's funny um, but that was the only person that that uh i'm pretty sure that 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 happened to um other than me but that was before her performance yeah right and i thought my family had started it because my family was there right and i went up to them and i was like that's really funny that you guys started that chant like that made <laughs> me look like really good you know and they're like yeah. we did not wow start that chant wow they started it on their own and i have again you can Go to my YouTube page. There's a little a, clip, a really quick snippet of it in the yeah. video where I talk about my background of American Idol and and, and everything that had happened. Um, but yeah, so I'm, and, I'm yeah, you can hear him. Judgment round. Yeah. I, I'm feeling like I feel confident, like confident mm-hmm. in the sense of if I get cut, I know I put on a great performance. Right. If I don't get cut, great. That's because I put right. on a really killer performance. Right. Um, so, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting. Of course, I'm like one of the last people to get judged, which they kept doing that to me. I was always like the last person to perform or the last person to get judged. Like I was always at the end. And wow. I was like, dang, you guys really want to give a girl a heart attack. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, anyways, I, I'm still feeling pretty good. You know, they're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel pretty good. Like, I, I feel like I laid everything out there. I didn't leave anything behind. Yeah. And then, then I had an interview with Ryan Seacrest, which didn't get aired. Oh, and he asked, asked me this question. He goes, "Do you feel like you showed who you were as an artist to the judges?" Oh, and literally when that when they asked me or he asked me that, I was like, "I've been cut. Dang. I know now I'm going to get cut." How did you know? I, what I just knew it. I knew it was like you know everything in TV happens for a reason. So. Yeah. When some when a question like that is asked, you're being it's a setup. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I am now being set up to get cut, and I know it, and I can feel it. Wow. Um, there was also some other things, but I, I don't want to get into that because I just don't want to talk about you know what I think. Sure. Some contestants that got gotten through, and you know I don't I don't want to go right. through all of that. The judges make their decision for a reason, and and that's their decision. But there were some right. people that I thought weren't going to go through and sure. then some people that I thought were going to go through and it was like flopped. And I was like, man, yeah. so I was like, something's about to happen. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm about to be cut. So anyways, well, before you go on, let me ask you this. So Ryan Seacrest yeah. says that your, your mind and your heart are racing. Like you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting right. cut. So how right. do you even compose yourself to answer that question? Like, how did, how did you answer that question? And you were feeling like, yeah, like, oh, I just got cut. I can't believe it. And now right. I have to answer so this I, question. I just, I, I think I was, when he asked it, I think I was still processing. I was like, in my head, I was like, that's a weird question to ask. I see. Yeah. And I, and then I answered and I was like, I was like, no, 
I was like, I, I think I showed who I was as an artist. I was like, but I looked at him and I said, but from that question, it sounds like they don't think that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> That's probably why it didn't get aired on TV because they were like, we can't air this on TV. I, I <laughs> would have. Like, I would love to see like Ryan's facial reaction to that because yeah. you're like calling him out, like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, um, okay. Uh, so anyways, after that had happened, yeah. I literally, after I got a chance to actually think, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be cut. So okay. I texted my family. I was like, I'm about to be cut. Wow. Just prepare your hearts and minds. And they're like, no, they're just trying to like trick you. Like they're trying to get like emotion out of you. Cause you know, they're, you know, they always want to get these emotions on TV and stuff. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm telling wow. you, I am going to be cut. I know it. So anyway, so I, so I, they have me walk down, you know, yeah. I, I sit down with the judges, you know, Luke's like, girl, I love these outfits. They're like, only you could go goose down in Hawaii. Yeah. I was wearing like this big goose. <laughs> it was awesome. Jacket. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I said, yeah, yeah. I was like, you guys have missed my other outfits in Hawaii. Like, <laughs> um, I said, everything's been long sleeved. I said, if I lift this sleeve up the geisha skin will blind you. Like it's, it's not, it's <laughs> That's not a great. joke. That's great. And, uh, and you know, they chuckled or whatever. And then, and then Katy Perry began the, began the conversation of, uh, you know, I see myself in you and, and, uh, you know, we just really loved these moments of, of you on acoustic guitar. And we just felt like you did something trendy over being true to who you were as an artist. Wow. Um, and, you know, there's there's like I have qualms with that. You know, yeah. there's, there's there's things of like, I, OK, I basically did the same exact arrangement that I had done for I Want to Dance with Somebody. The only thing I didn't have was an acoustic guitar. I just started it on piano instead. Like right. it's the same exact arrangement. Yeah. And you loved that arrangement. So, like, ah. that doesn't really make sense to me. Right. Um. And then they also said, like, we just feel like it didn't connect. And I was like, oh, but, huh. look here. I was like, I was the only person of the night that the crowd started chanting their name. Like, that's that's not, like, to me, if, like, if right. the crowd just liked it, they just would have clapped and been like, oh, woohoo! Like, yeah, she sang good, but, like, I didn't think that song fit her. Clap, 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 you know, whatever, right? Right. But, like, when a crowd does something like that involuntarily, like, yeah. that's not somebody that didn't connect with their audience. Agreed. You know? All right, time out real so, quick. Time out. Did you yeah. – is this – so a lot of times like I have an internal thing. I'm like, oh, no, you're wrong. Did you say this out loud or was this internally your processing? No. They're saying this. This was all internally. Okay, all right. This, yeah, this was all internally going on. Okay. Like it was not – nothing. none of it was said out loud. It right. wasn't actually until after the fact when they said, look, you're not going to be in our top 20 – that, you know, you have, like, interviews afterwards, and, and they're asking you, like, well, how do you feel? Okay. And, uh, and, like, do you think that the judge's decision was correct? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's, like, a few interviews that happen in yeah. that. You know, like, you have two interviews, um, or maybe one. It's one interview, and then then you get demiked, and you go and tell your family that, yeah. you know, you're not going to make it. Okay. And then you have two, in- I think, one or two interviews after that. And so the first interview... I was so not <laughs> in my right mind yet. Like, yeah. I was still, like, I was very raw, right? Because, right. like, something had just happened to me. And I don't I don't really, I didn't want to be cut, but 
I don't I don't mind being cut if that's the decision they want to make, but don't don't tell me that I didn't do something that I did. Right. right? Like right. don't say that the reasoning is because I didn't connect with the audience. It's like, no, that's not true. Right. Right. I did connect with the audience. Um, but if you, if it's just your decision to cut me, fine. Right. Like we, we just don't think that, you know, you fit the caliber of top 20 or like, you know, whatever, but like, don't, don't say that. Right. So I I know that's crazy. That's weird. Yeah. So coming out of that, I was really upset because I was like, that's just to me, like, that's just a lie. And that's like, you know, they tried to say like, I didn't know who I was as an artist and I needed more years to figure that out. And I was like, no. You haven't even given me the opportunity to show you who I am as an artist. Like I would, right. I would, if you saw my originals, like you did on my first audition, and I started playing you my originals, like it would be a much different scenario, you know? Right. So, but anyway, so, I was, so the first interview that I had, I was very, very raw, <laughs> and uh, they were like, you know, how do you feel? Yeah. About the decision made, and I just flat out said, I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As like bland and straight, <laughs> dry as you could. I was like, I'm very upset about the decision that's made, and um, like I, 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 it was just. Anyways, it, yeah. was, it was hilarious. Then, then later they they asked me like, do you think the judge's decision was correct? And so it was kind of like a progression, right? So like yeah. the second one was better. I was like, you know, I'm just really upset about the decision they made. Um, I think I put on a really great performance, but um, yeah. they make their decision for a reason. I'm not going to say that they made a wrong decision, but I'm very upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like very straightforward. And, you know, American Idol could have taken that and made me and put me in a specific, you know, a certain light. Right. And they luckily did not. Do you feel like um, that would have been a bad light? I mean, that's just honest what you were feeling. It no, doesn't I, sound. I didn't get. I didn't get the chance to say, like, I'm so thankful and grateful for this opportunity. Like, I didn't uh, get to say those things in that interview. And so, you know, everything in TV is like right. what people see is what people see. Uh-huh. And, you know, I didn't get the chance to say any of that just because I was so caught up in my emotions sure. about about what had happened that I was just so I was the only word I had was like, I'm upset about what happened. Like I'm very salty about right. how I was cut. Not the fact that I was cut. It was about how I was cut. Right. And um, so, but the interview that they did show was the last one. And that was, that was like, okay, I've been through two interviews now. I've said I'm upset. Yeah. I need to end more on a, more on an upbeat note. And so they luckily used the part where I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to stop. And, um, unfortunately like this didn't work out and, you know, yeah. and that was it. And then they, and then they, you know, let me go. So I was like, well, thank God they showed that. They could have showed a lot of other things. So, That's great. So, and that, that, that was it. That was the, the full journey, you know, yeah. God knows how long I've been on the phone, maybe 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're at 56 right now. So I love it. This is perfect. This is perfect, Gina. All right, can we back up just a little bit? And then I know you Absolutely. got you got to get some food or something. And we still have a few questions. I haven't had Chris yeah, point over ahead. and said, but um, back up real quick, just to so you're with the three judges. Is there an opportunity in that when they've cut you that you can give some feedback, or is it just okay off you go? I mean, do you get to you know yeah. kind of counter answer something or no? I think. I think you could if you wanted to. I did not. Okay. And, and it's in this weird scenario where you don't, you don't feel set up to be like that. So 
So it's more like yeah. a just, okay, thank you for this opportunity, bye right. kind of thing. Right. Rather yeah. than, you know, like if I would have sat there in the interview and would have been like, I just don't agree with you guys. Right. <laughs> I mean, that just wouldn't have, like, right. looked great. And, of course, if somebody has the guts to say that to them in that scenario, of course they're going to air that. So then you're you're looked right. at as, well, she's just not grateful. Right. And, and, you know, she's trying to tell the judges. Right. You know, those are, like, professionals. She's trying to tell the judges. You know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah. it just wouldn't come off in, in the best scenario. Right. Um. So, okay, I understand. So, yeah. so you don't really get the opportunity to like really say anything opposing to what they say. Right, right. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So coming out of that, I mean, obviously you were a big, big fan of Katy Perry. And, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, you knew her as a Christian artist before she went just completely pop and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Did you come out of this with the same amount of respect for Katy Perry, a little bit less because of her critique or just yeah. how how did you come out of that? You know, I I think I I think I came more out of it with just seeing her more as a normal person. Yeah, okay. Who rather smells than putting really her good. on this big pedestal. So, you know, you don't have a ton of interaction with the judges, uh, but the few interactions you do, you know, it's in those scenarios. I see. Yeah. And uh it just kinda it just kinda made me feel like, oh, you're just a normal person, like to me, it's like, I was like, you know what? Like, I, it's totally plausible for me to get a song to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you put these people on pedestals, and you think that they're so far away. That you're like, man, I, there's no way. I've got I got to build up to getting a right. song to Katy Perry. But then you have these interactions with them, and you're like, okay, I just set myself up in this scenario to have an interaction with you. And, like, now I realize how plausible this actually is. And I don't have to go through getting a song to this person or that person and in the lower levels and building my way up to get ah. a song to you. It's like, no, I could get a song to you right now. Dang. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, just, it just put her more on like you're reachable yeah. to me, you know? And I think, I think that more encouraged me. Cause I'm like, man, I know these people who know her. Why have I never like followed that Avenue to her? You know, there's always like, you always can get connected to people within like six degrees of separation. Right. Right. It's like, how do you how do you follow that to get there? You know, and yeah. it's like, okay, cool. This is actually plausible. Not in a not any like, you know, I'm the crap and I can do whatever I want kind of way. <laughs> Just like in a way that you, you start you start seeing like, okay, things are actually possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes that's hard for your like mind to see. Like sometimes things seem so far away and so unreachable. That you're like, ah, oh, there's no way. Like, it's going to take me years to get there. And then you right. have a situation like that, and you're like, no, I could, I could get there. Like, yeah. I think if I like, you know, got connected to this person and this person, then I could get the at least I can get the song to her. Maybe, maybe she would choose it, or maybe she wouldn't right. choose it. But like, at least I could get the song to her. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, man. I have so many more questions. This is crazy, but keep going. Keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> The Voice. I think I saw in your uh, week ago YouTube that you mentioned that you were almost on The Voice. And the reason I thought of The yes. Voice is because I'm also thinking, you know, we're enjoying the show Songland. And you are a songwriter, mm-hmm. artist, singer, entertainer, like you have it all. So I could mm-hmm. very easily see you on that show, too. But The Voice, um, I, you came very close to being on that show. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, how- it was crazy. I... um. 
I, I got asked to be a part of The Voice. I uh, did the audition process. That season was just nuts. I remember just sitting around the fire, like, you know, poolside or whatever, because they had little fire pits, and uh-huh. just listening to people sing and being like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> crazy. Like, like there's crazy people in American Idol, right? Yeah. But but American Idol is more about the whole package. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's really, like, in top 40 cents, like, there's really, like, probably, like, I don't know, like, five to eight people that I'm like, your voice is insane. And then the other people, I'm like, your whole package is insane. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a there's a difference there. Like, you know, like, for instance, if you use someone like Rihanna, Rihanna is a whole package. Like, she doesn't have some crazy voice. She actually sings just in a basic register the entire time. But she's the whole package. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So And that's what more of American Idol is about. With the voice, it's like, no, your voice is in. Insane. Yeah, wow. Um, and it's like most of the people there are like that. Like I sat around the fire and I was like, I can't outsing half of these people. Wow. So, anyway, so it was huh. a really crazy season. Um, yeah. And I was this a while ago? Uh, Give me some context. This was a while ago. Okay. Yeah, this was a while ago. Probably okay. uh, almost two years ago. Okay. Um, and I I went on the show. Did did everything. You know. Uh, and. Then literally, I am the next person to go. They they come to, to me and my family. They say, go to the bathroom. We're taking <laughs> your family around, and you're the next person to try it. I'm like, okay. Wow. I have the doors in my face. They have already taken my family around the corner um, to you know be yeah. in that little section. Right. And, uh, and then they go, oh, actually, we need to go over here for a second. We need to let the audience go on lunch break or something or something they gave me some excuse and i was like oh i've been cut like i was like the teams have filled up oh my gosh your your intuition is on point (laughs) well it's just with tv it's a little easier because it's like nothing happens for a reason when they give you when they give you a reason to something yeah nine times out of ten it's not the actual reason interesting they're just trying to like put you in a scenario because everything you know you have to take like um you have to take a psych test to be on the show oh. you have to answer this like 536 question psych test. It wow. takes you forever to answer it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have to make sure that, you know, you're psychologically in the right mindset. Right. To be on the show. So, you know, and that and then they have to go through certain procedures so that you're not just blindsided, you know, in this like highly emotional environment. And then it just gets shot off to the rooftops because they put you in a scenario and told you the result in a weird scenario. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. They really always, when they give you a verdict, they have to put you in a room of some kind and then be like, you know, the producer usually comes out and is like, look, we weren't joking when you got, when we said you guys were all talented. My season at the time was the lowest number to ever try out before the team filled up. Oh, Wow. So um, right. it was it was just crazy. It was it was nuts. I mean, they were like we weren't joking. They were cutting people left and right. Like you would go and go to a practice with band, yeah, and then you come back from practice and they cut ten people. Wow! Like it was so stressful. Yeah, being on the voice. Yeah, it was really so so stressful. Huh. Um, but it was just because we had so many crazy singers, which I'm sure they do every season. But I know on my season, it was just man, people could. Thing. Yeah, and uh, and so, anyways, we just had a really low number, and I I kind of had a feeling 
there was one girl that was a similar genre to me, yeah. um, who's a friend of mine now, uh, Katrina. I knew if she made it on a team, I was not going to get the opportunity to, to wow. like, I knew the teams would fill up before I could get the opportunity to do it. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of already had like an instinct from there. And then when they were like, Oh, we need to go over to this other room. I was like, okay, we're about to get cut. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. So this business and is so crazy. I mean, American Idol, The Voice, it, it feels like, oh, I'm so close. I'm so close. And, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you're successful. You're touring. You're going wherever you want. So I don't mean like yeah. uh, like that. But so on The Voice, I don't understand, do they say, hey, you were going to be the next singer, so come back next year. I mean, why would they not do that? Or is that your choice? Like, no, I'm I'm good. I I had my chance almost. I don't understand. Yeah. For for that one, it was it was a little combination of both. They wanted me. They were also doing the voice on Snapchat for that season. Oh, um, and so they had asked me to be a part of that, and I said honestly, that just sounds lame to me. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, yeah. And I don't. Even, I was like, I'm not even like I don't use Snapchat. I don't really like Snapchat. Like that just wouldn't like yeah. business wise make sense for me to to remain signed into a contract just to be on something that I know is not going to get me the exposure that I'm wanting yeah. and not get me the following on yeah. the platform I'm wanting. It's going to get me a following on Snapchat, and I don't even use Snapchat. So right. that just doesn't make sense for me business-wise. Um, so I just told them, no, I don't I don't really want to be a part of that. Um, and I think they were shocked. I think they thought that I would have just, like, jumped on it. Right. Um, but I was like, no, that sounds lame. Good so for you. I, I didn't. I didn't want to be on that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, it seems like you know exactly what you want. Yeah. I'm, well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I appreciate that too. All right. Well, um, let's let's go back to that question. Let's see if I can remember it. It was about uh, when you were telling that girl what she needed to do or whatever. And I was mm. just saying with the different um, amount of no's that anybody trying to make it in this this industry is going to get how do you when you're feeling a little bit more discouraged or whatever you obviously Mm -hmm. have the god-given personality to persevere but there's got to be some times where you're like man (laughs) how do you keep going in those times you know i think one of the first things i do and it took me a while to learn this um because i'm such a person that even even with uh, failures or successes even with something that's exciting i don't ever take the time to like revel in the excitement yeah because i'm so on to the next thing okay um and what i've learned as i've gotten older is is to let myself just revel in something for a second for instance when i got done with uh, uh american idol i was pretty upset about it like i i you just in this industry you just get so many no's and you just get tired of it you just you know and i'm i'm obviously older i'm 27 um so like you know in terms of pop music i am like basically a grandma at this point (laughs) like we're coming to the end here of of what my musical career would be and there's some people that have recently come out that are older that have made it like lizzo or sia sia is like an anomaly though like she is like her career like was was big but really took off in like her late thirties, which is okay. so rare. Right. And for females. Very, very rare for females. Right. For guys not so much. Guys 
vocally develop a lot later in life, um, physically develop a lot later in life. Like it kind of works for them to be really come into their stride later in their career. Yeah. Um, That's why you can see like the Phil Collins, the Bruce Springsteen's, and they're still out there rocking and really can sing and like sound even better than they did when they were younger. Girls, our voices develop so much earlier. Like we're really fully developed. Most of us vocally by like 18, 19, 20. So our real stride is in our twenties. Yeah. Uh, and physically for women, our strides are in our twenties typically, so, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a lot of, a lot of things that work against you as a female trying to be in the pop industry. So, yeah. um, so, you know, you, you get so many no's and you're just like, God, I'm so, I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I'm exhausted of getting a no sure. and, and, and exhausted in the sense of like, man, I felt like I deserved that and I got a no. Right. Because those are the ones that are hard. Yeah. Those are the ones that you're like, if you felt like you didn't deserve it, and you felt like, well, you know, so-and-so was better than me, they, they, you know, they for sure should have gotten this over me or whatever. Right. But when you feel like you deserved it and you get the no, it's like, man. Well, I, I let myself, which this is like, so not me. I think I let myself, like, kind of sulk for, like, three days after that. Yeah. And not just, like, I wasn't, like, boo-hoo me. I was more just, like... I just needed to just, like decompress everything that had happened because the last, I don't know, five months of my life had been American Idol. Right. So I just was like, I just sat and I just watched TV. I didn't get up off the couch. Yeah. I like didn't didn't make food or anything. I like just ordered in. Yeah. Um. I like really just did not do anything and just let myself like be for a second. Right. And then because literally when I walked away, I was I. The, the first day that it happened where I got in the verdict, I had told my mom, I was like, you know, I'm just, there's, when you get something like this, you just, a part of me felt like, it's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore because I'm tired of getting the no. Right. Like, I'm just tired of it, you know? Right. And that was like the first day, right? The second day was like, okay, I'm still tired of getting a no, but then the Super Bowl happened. Yeah. And then I was like, God, I just want to do that so bad. <laughs> I love it. I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. And then the third day, I was like, what are you thinking? What else are you going to do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then so yeah. it just gets to the progression, you know? Yeah. Um, and then by the fourth day, I was like, okay, get get up, get out of bed. You know what I mean? And then yeah. and then I and then I started moving on. So I just I just let myself be for a second when I'm really like disheartened. Um, yeah. And like it used to be, I didn't do that. And then what happens is is you build up all of this aggression yeah. for years and then it would just like one minor set me off and then it would just be like a blow up you know what i mean yeah, it's like sure. total mental breakdown of you know whatever right um, but now it's like okay i just let myself deal with it for um because i'm upset about it and i'm allowed to be upset about it right and and then then i can move on from it and not be mad at american idol because i'm not mad at them right you know i right. love them i love all the people that i worked with over there, I love the crew. They were amazing. I um, I loved a lot of the experiences that I had on the show. It was fun. It was very intense, but like yeah. it was fun to be in that environment. It was a cool um, thing to look back on in my life, you know. So I'm not upset about that, and I think it's because I let myself deal with it. That's you know? good. That's really good. So, okay. All right. Good. Let me. And then the, the, yeah. then the times when I'm lazy. That, that's a that's a different scenario. Some, <laughs> most of the time when I'm being lazy. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's usually because I have not let myself have a break in months. Okay, right. It's usually because, and again, this makes me sound a certain kind of way. <laughs> People are going to hear that and be like, oh, she's just saying she works so much and blah, blah, blah. You know, I get it. I know uh, how it sounds. But really, like, it, music is like almost a 24-hour thing. Like, you, by the time, literally from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, I am working on something that has to do with music or my career or content or something. It's literally nonstop. Um, And I will go, I, I love working so much. Like I just, I really do. I love what I do. I love it so much that I forget that I need breaks. Sure. And so I will go months with not a break, like not a day off. And I'm like, Gina, even the Lord rested. Right. (laughs) Right. You need to chill. So, Usually when I find myself not as productive, like I just, I'm like dragging my feet to do something. Yeah. Uh, it's like now it's a cue to me to be like, you need to take a day off and do nothing. And I hate it. Like literally <laughs> that day off, I hate. Oh my like, gosh. Like there's a pit in my stomach about it. Like I yeah. am upset. I feel like I'm being lazy. I, I it, like it. I don't know what it is. It just makes me very upset. Right. But then literally the day after I do it, I feel so productive and so ready to go again and to go for like months. So that's it, hilarious. I, usually that's, that's what happens yeah. uh, for me. No, that's that's really fascinating. Well, let me ask you this, uh, and we'll we'll let you go in a minute here. Where does, you know, I mean, just mentioning even God and God resting and everything, where does God kind of fit into this when uh, you're working so hard? How do you make that yeah. relationship work? Yeah, absolutely. To me, I'm a very schedule-oriented person, and I schedule the things that are very important to me. And um, literally, from the moment I wake up, that's one of the first things I do. Within the first hour or two of my day, um, part of it is just a spiritual aspect of just waking up. You know, it's it's kind of funny that I went to ORU because— Literally, their motto is spirit, mind, and body, and that is what I stick to Yeah, at almost every day of my life. Like, I wake up, I have some spiritual time with the Lord, and then I go work out, Yeah, and then I come back, and I start my day. Right. You wow. know? Right. So it's it's kind of funny that—and and I, I think I did that beforehand, but I just didn't know what to call it. Yeah. And then I went to OU, and I was like, oh, That's spirit, mind, and body. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Wow, that's cool. So, okay. So, um, because you're a schedule oriented person, I mean, you just, you just make it happen. You don't, you don't really get out of routine or get in a spot where I, I try not to. Sometimes yeah. it's really hard when you're on the road because yeah. your schedule is so whimsical a lot of the times. Yeah. So, and, and the key to staying sane while you're touring is to find a schedule within the craziness. Yeah. So I try to make it my first thing of the day because I, I just get too tired at night and I don't want to open a book and I don't want to read. And I, and I don't want to like, literally at night, I just, I, I am done. Like I'm spent, right. you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm watching 30 minutes of TV and I'm out. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. it's just, so if I don't do it in the beginning of the day, it's just not happening. So I try to keep that routine um, as much as I can. Obviously yeah. some days you have better than others. Um, but as much as I can, that's what I try to do. Right. Okay. All right. Last question. And then I just want to tell our listeners a little bit they haven't picked up on how great you are but um let me let me ask you this so i i know you know you do some worship leading too that seems so different from 
performing. And I'm telling you, I yes. mean, our listeners, if people have not seen your uh, I mean, you, you just have this gift, not just for singing and songwriting, which is amazing, but the entertainment aspect is mm-hmm. crazy. That's why I can see you and picture you in a stadium. That's why I can see arenas because, I mean, your energy that you give off, um, I yeah, it's it's just an entertainer. It's just incredible. That's why when you said that thing about not connecting with the audience that, you know, the judges threw out or whatever. I mean, that was just ridiculous. That's, I mean, that's happening. So I'm, I'm curious because worship leading would seem to me um, to be so different. Is that something you enjoy or just something that you happen to be good at and you can help out or how's that kind of fit in? Yeah, it's, it's very, very different because um, when you're a performer, the attention is on you. And when you're a worship leader, the attention's on God, right? Supposed to be, right? Completely <laughs> supposed to be, correct. Um, and it's, it's two completely different things. Um, I yeah. started with leading worship. Ah. So to me, it's going, it's almost me going back to my roots. Yeah. I do, when I go to lead worship, have to change my mindset. Yeah. I, I very much so go in with the fact of, this is not your time. It's God's time. Yeah. Um, and your total focus is to be to get people to connect with him, not connect with you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just having that mindset of I have to, I have to switch. Um, right. and, and, you know, like what helps is, you know, I'm not, you know, if you're dancing on stage, you're just clapping and jumping. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. I'm obviously not like, in people's faces, making weird faces. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> that's more of my performance aspect, right? Like I'm not doing the Charleston, you know, on stage. <laughs> right. That that would be like out of character. People would be like, what's she doing? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. that would bring attention to myself. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that, that that's obviously I'm not doing. Um, but I, I really try to, too, when I'm, I'm going to lead worship, like really just try to get into that spiritual space because yeah. it's, it's just so it's so different and i try to i try to be in that spiritual space as a performer but again it's it's just a little different um yeah so it, yeah it's you know you're trying to lead people to a place i guess you're kind of leading people to a place in both scenarios but just different places you know right. and just keeping that in the forefront of your mind of like okay i'm leading people to a worse place today or if i'm performing it's like no i'm leading people to this today, right. you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. just different, different places that you're leading people and, and the response you're trying to get from people and understanding that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I just, I think that's really fascinating that you could have both gifts. I mean, maybe that's more universal than I think, but I just think, mm-hmm. man, that's something else to be able to turn that switch and lead people in the presence of God. And it's something yeah. to be able to lead people to an experience of, you know, whatever with your music, with your lyrics. Uh, so that's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, my, mom, my mom, too, like she was a worship leader most Probably all of my life. How did how did I not know that? What I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> I I just I grew up with my mom just always leading worship and wow. always being in the center of that. So it almost like she almost like groomed me. Yeah, for worship. I like I remember like a lot of times in my life, you know, when I started getting into worship, my mom would sit me down and be like, "Look, this is this is the things that you do." Like. You know, before you decide your worship set, pray about it. 
Yeah. When we get into this time with the Lord, so that, you know, you're not just picking a song because, oh, you know, you can sing it well, or, oh, you picked a theme ahead of time, yeah. and you found these three songs that fit the theme. It's like, no, what is God's theme? What wow. does God want the theme to be of that day? Um, and, you know, she just really kind of groomed me and really gave a lot of wisdom on how to be a great worship leader. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, and I think a lot of those skills, you know, transferred over into performing. Interesting. You know, I, I, when I go to think about a set of my own music, I'm like, okay, what songs do I want to do? I have a ton. Yeah. You know, how do I how do I pick which ones and why, you know? Right. Um, and, and just following that, like, internal, you know, spiritual compass of, like, okay, this is, this is why I'm picking this song or this song or, you know, whatever. Right. So. Wow. That's cool. All right. Don't go away. I just want to tell our listeners and our viewers that are catching this video or catching the podcast, uh, Gina Fontanella is, she is going to be huge and yes, selfishly, I told her off air. That's why I want to talk to her now before this whole thing just takes off because I can see her in stadiums and I can see her in arenas um, entertaining, singing, songwriting. Obviously, she's not just a singer. She's a songwriter. She has a producer's mind with these arrangements. Um, she just has so many gifts. And uh, I just, man, I want you to get on this now, people. I want you to be aware of it now because it's going to be awesome and she's been working her tail off and persevering and keep going and all that stuff. But it is going to pay off and it is going to make a difference in this world. It, it already is, but there is just more coming. So, um, man, I want you to be on the Gina Fontanella train. And uh, I'm really excited to see what God does and where God is taking you with, on this journey and on this story. And uh, it's just going to be incredible, and I'm I'm ready for the payoff. I know you're ready for the payoff, but uh, it's going to be great, Gina. So I just want to make sure our listeners and our viewers um, catch on to that. Uh, social media, you're you're all over it, like we said, with Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, Corona Oki, you can all catch that. And uh, man, yeah, I'm I'm just super thrilled. So thank you, Gina, for man just giving us this time. I hope we didn't wreck your schedule and your day. And I, I wish, yeah, I wish we weren't having this interview yet. I wish it was after American Idol, but maybe that would have been too late. So um, right. I'm really, uh, really just excited to see what God does. So I just want to tell our listeners on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow Gina Fontanella and remember what Paul wrote. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very bold radio and podcast with your host, Steve Teal bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Steve at VeryBold.com